testing. I hear you. Am I frozen? Nope. Okay. If I freeze, tell me. Okay. Can you hear me when you're frozen, though? Uh, I can. A I can, and then sometimes it cuts it off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if I start doing this, okay, then you know what that means. <laughs> okay, sounds good. That'll be the the signal. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid freaking internet. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, well, uh, welcome everybody to September's on deck at desk episode. Yeah. Yeah. Last up, last month we did our haunted story. Mm -hmm. So I did the story about Anna Eklund. Yes. And this month April's going to give us a true crime story. So are you stoked? Yes. It's full of twists and turns. Really? Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those stories that's gonna like really bum us out. Um, I mean, I like they are all bummers, but you know, like there's ones that are just extra bummy. <laughs> um, it's not. I mean, yeah, it, it's gonna suck. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just put on our true crime hats and buckle up. Just be aware that bad things happen in these stories. <laughs> so right. It's so trigger warning is this <laughs> death and destruction of somebody <laughs> destruction <laughs> right um oh yeah so i have to take cooper to the vet tomorrow oh and he hasn't been in since he got neutered a few years ago oh no he was like terrified of his life and so he has to get his vaccinations done but it's a new vet that i've never taken him to so they have to do a whole evaluation and everything mm -hmm. and i'm just like please don't tell me that he's dying i can't handle that right now how <laughs> like, no. is gumby by the way is he okay now what do you mean by okay because like well last time i heard not okay with him right now <laughs> wait I guess you've been having a lot of dog problems because you said that a while ago Gumby had like a back problem, right? Yeah, so he collided with Axel playing in the right. backyard and he yeah. like flipped a disc or something, but he yeah. wouldn't walk on it. And then we get to the yeah. vet and Josh is like cradling him the entire time. And yeah. it's so cute. I have a picture of him just like holding Gumby and Gumby looks all pitiful. Oh. And the second he gets in to like see the vet, he's like fine. Didn't he also do that when he, he bit that. grandma? <laughs> yes, when he bit our great grandma, he Josh tackled him and he like yelped and then yeah. acted like he couldn't walk. And <laughs> yeah. so we put him we put him in the kennel thing and then we drove all the way back home from camping. Worried and, sick about him. Mad, uh, but worried sick. <laughs> well, we were worried about grandma because he yeah. bit her in the leg, and then we're like, we're gonna have to put him down. And so Josh is a mess. I think that was the last time I've seen him actually cry for a long time. <laughs> so, so we, hey, I, hey, no, I'm on the phone. Shoe fly. Yeah. Zip it <laughs> tight. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so we get to his parents' house because we we're going to leave him at his parents' backyard mm -hmm. and he we let him out of the kennel and he bolts it to the backyard and walks just fine and josh was like i'm gonna kill him uh <laughs> the reason we didn't get him killed <laughs> is because grandma great was like don't do that it's okay oh. i'm fine like don't do that it's it's totally fine and grandpa great was like no don't 
because I think they could tell Josh was like a mess, but and obviously, like that that whole thing was so wild. Well, you know what I think it is because he's almost attacked Art like a grandma, and so I think yeah. it's old ladies because we got him or Josh got him from an old lady for free. He was a puppy at the time. Yes. Mm. So I think he's scared of old ladies mm-hmm. and. Grandma Great was going and sh- doing her little shuffle and going to hug Josh. And so mm. I think he was protecting Josh from this old lady. Yeah. Like, w- watch out. She'll sell you. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. She's crazy. And then um, <laughs> yeah. when Gigi came over, she was like holding her hands really tight like this. Like tra- she was trying to not be threatening. So she was holding her hands close. And then Gumby was like nervous about that. And she was walking really slow. Mm. and so then he like went at her and i had to like <laughs> i i don't know what i grabbed but i grabbed him and like threw him and then i like chucked him in the house and grandma was like oh he's fine <laughs> I was like, he tried to kill you just now <laughs> yeah it's like you don't know the danger you're in but he was he a shark in the water <laughs> well he wasn't like he wasn't like ready to kill her, but he was like n- like doing little nips at her. Mm. And I was like, there must be something that he was yeah. exposed to in his early puppyhood. <laughs> yeah. That, that he like can't handle old ladies because he's fine with you guys. Right. He's fine with Jordan and Corey. He. Yeah, it's got to be that then. He like so doesn't like anybody touching his tail. So like mm. if someone pulls at his tail, then he'll like whip around all freak out and freak out but i think like there must be some kind of correlation between old ladies and like his tail so (laughs) i don't know he's so sad but you know at least at least you figured out like what triggers it you know so Mm -hmm. that if an older person comes by or even just walks by or whatever then you can like be aware you know yeah i so he's 12 this year cooper's Mm -hmm. 10 in november oh yeah because he's the same age as luke yeah they i think they have almost the same birthday (laughs) probably pretty close i think because i got cooper early january right after christmas and he was like eight weeks old or something yeah so i think he's mid-november okay eight or ten weeks old i can't remember but oh he was the cutest puppy and i just want another one so bad like yeah that's I I will fight to get a cockapoo, but Josh wants to get a border doodle. A border doodle. That's like so much energy that I don't have. It seems like he just really likes border collies. He does, but Gumby's not even an effing border collie. Oh, he's not? We got him DNA tested. <laughs> did I tell you that? Tell me this. I don't think he did. Yeah, we got him DNA tested and he's like a super mutt. Oh. And he has chow chow which is an aggressive dog. Oh. He has terrier. He has chihuahua. I freaking hate chihuahuas. And and like he's like an eighth border collie or something. Really? Like yeah. So the person that sold him to Josh, did they say he's... They said he was a purebred uh, border collie and we're like, yeah, no, he's not because border collies have long hair and he has short hair. Oh, yeah. Never even thought about that. Yeah. Like, he's not huh. a Border Collie. We thought he was a Border Collie Terrier mix or yeah. something. But he's he's what they labeled it a super mutt because he just has almost everything in him. And I think he has German That's Shepherd probably... in him, too, oh. which is aggressive as well. Yeah. Protective. Yeah. all I feel like all of those guys are, all those guys, all those breeds are protective, you know? Yeah. 
they're smart. And, you know, I know that Josh had trained him yeah. on things, so he's really smart, but it's also like they still can be triggered by things, you know? That's why I think like... It's like pit bulls, you know? Like, yeah. it's not it's not really the breed. It's just sometimes they are exposed to something and then because they're so smart, it's like they retain it, you mm-hmm. know? So... Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But Cooper's just a stupid little cockapoo and I love it. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> he is the cutest. His derpy oh. face, man. I yeah. Just it's just Bill. all of his personality. Philly's derpy face kills me. <laughs> oh my gosh, he is so cute. Oh, puppies. Well, April, I'm ready to hear your story. Okay, because it's a good one. I'm excited. Okay, did we do a welcome in this recording? Let's do it mm-hmm. just in case. Cause I can't yeah, we'll do it just in case because I can't remember. Well, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to, uh, I was going to say episode. It's not that. Well, I guess. No. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a train wreck. <laughs> Welcome to On Deck at Dusk September episode, uh-huh. I guess. Yep. Um, Katie did a paranormal one last month. I'm doing a true crime one this month, and then it'll go on every other month for as long and as we choose. <laughs> this is going to air in like a couple days for our patreon members so if you like to hear these more like international crazy stories sign up for our patreon um otherwise you're not going to hear this for another six months yeah so (laughs) So you're let's see it'll be february yeah so this will actually air for our normal listeners february 1st of next year well those in february are probably effing cold and we are sitting here in the sun and it is sunny there's birds chirping my ac is cranking (laughs) and i'm outside and being okay with it so sucks to be you (laughs) and we'll have to see where we're at in february yeah that'll be an interesting it's like a time capsule oh my gosh yeah kind of predictions who's gonna be president next year (laughs) just kidding kamala harris yeah (laughs) or who knows maybe Mm. it'll be some dude off the street just takes over the capital like they tried to whatever year that was i can't keep track of time i don't know what's going on anymore (laughs) (laughs) so those are our predictions yeah (laughs) we won't know what year it is and we won't know who the president is (laughs) by february of next year yeah, it'll be great. It'll be a wonderful time. Okay, so have you ever heard of the Lake Bodum murderers? The Lake Bodum murderers. No, I've never heard of that. Well, buckle up. Okay. My resources are my favorite murder, episode 127. Okay. We labeled that one as our beautiful rat king. Mm. I don't know, but that's what it's called <laughs> if you want to go listen to it. Okay. Um, Wikipedia, all that is interesting. Historic mysteries, mysteries unsolved, uh, medium.com, and some Finnish website that I can't read. <laughs> But I got a picture from it. So, okay. Anyways, this is... Wait, you're, you're, you're cutting out again. Sorry. What did you can say? Can you hear me? Yeah. You- now I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Consistently now? Yes. Okay. What was the thing you said before that, though? Um, I, One of my other resources is the... There was a Finnish website that I got. Okay, I heard that. from, but could not read. So... Oh, okay. It was a little chaotic a for my book. eyes to see. <laughs> okay. okay. Got it. <laughs> So this is the story of the most infamous unsolved homicide cases in Finland. Unsolved? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is how it goes. <laughs> okay. I just had a song lyric come up. In my and head, I... this is a story oh, all wow. about how <laughs> the unsolved mysteries came around. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's my freestyle. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay. So Lake Bodum is a large, tranquil lake surrounded by small villages and birch and pine trees it's located in espo finland okay um on saturday june 4th 1960 four Mm -hmm. teens decided to go camping along the shore of lake bodum Mm -hmm. the four teens were mela bjorkland who is 15 years old and she was just two days away from turning 16. Nils uh, Gust- Gustafsson. I'm so sorry. I can't. Um, He was 18 and the boyfriend of Mela and they were dating for about a month. So brand new 15 years old dating an 18 year old. So that's fun. Um, yeah, but and it's then, the 60s, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. It's just, be better, I mean, but... it's only three years. When you think of it as like in their twenties, that's not a big difference. But no, you think yeah, of it right, as right. fifteen to eighteen, it's like I don't like it. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's like you I don't know. It's like the maturity level is so much different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other two teens were Anja to hold on. Her her name's hard to pronounce. Anja to Leaky Maki. <laughs> Uh, She was also 15, and she's one of eight children. Her father had actually um, asked her not to go on this camping trip, but her mother convinced him to let her go. Oh, no. And then joining her, I know, joining her was her boyfriend, Seppo Boisman, who is 18 years old, um, also. He was blonde, baby-faced, and just started working as an apprentice electrician, um, and he loves riding motorcycles so so two young couples yeah so both boys 18 years old both girls 15 years old okay the teens had ridden to their campsite on the boys motorcycles about 18 miles um they made their camp with a pup tent which is like one of those canvas materials over like draped over like a rope okay yeah real simple it's really really just roughing it it's it's shelter (laughs) yeah yeah not really though um so they were hanging out drinking fishing doing all the camping things the boys even went to a nearby kiosk you know how lakes have like a lot of lakes have like little shops here and there Um, oh yeah so they went to a nearby kiosk and bought some lemonade for them and the girls and then the boys started drinking and all of them just kind of hung out and then went to sleep okay probably being noisy and annoying as hell but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um so at 11 a.m the next morning a hiker came across the teens camp and saw their tent ripped up and blood was everywhere oh my gosh inside the tent were two lifeless bodies the bodies of Anja and Seppo. And those are the girls, right? Nope. Anja oh. is one of the 15-year-old girls. Seppo was her boyfriend. Okay. Got it. Yep. Sorry. Outside and on top of the tent. So the, the bodies were kind of all tangled up in the tent. Like it was just kind of chaotic. But more on top of the fabric tent was the lifeless body of Mila. She was found mm. naked from the waist down and lying next to Nils. Nils is actually the only survivor of this attack. Severely beaten and unconscious. Nils wow. had sustained a con- 
concussion, fractures to the jaw and facial bones, and bruises, and a gash to his face. Yeesh. Um, immediately, a siren alerted the police who arrived at the gruesome scene around noon that day. The initial investigation, they discovered um, that the attack occurred sometime between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. That's where they could kind of pin it down back then. Okay. Um, Nils, the lone survivor, the 18-year-old boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was transported to the hospital for his injuries as the authorities investigated the scene. From the beginning, the crime scene didn't quite make sense. Rather than enter the tent and stab the teens from the inside, it appeared that the attacker had blindly stabbed them from the outside of the tent. Huh, that's Which strange. I'm like, if you don't want to be seen by them, that makes sense, but you won't know where they are and how many there are in there. I mean, unless they were stalking their camp and then just pounced, you know, and didn't really give a shit of like where the damage was going. Just thought like, I'm just going to do as much damage as possible in the least amount of time. That's assuming it's just one person who did it. Cause I mean, one versus four and two 18 year old boys versus one person. Right. And they seem like they're outdoorsmen, so I'm sure they weren't like, I don't know. That's strange. Yeah. It's it's just a weird you're like, why would why did they make that decision? Yeah. Anyways. Um, it was clear that a knife had been used to stab the victims, but their bodies showed evidence of another weapon, an unknown blunt object. Um, several items were missing from the scene. The keys to the teens' motorcycles, but the motorcycles were still there. So they stole the keys, but not the actual motorcycles. Um, Nils' shoes were missing, so he was barefoot, and it looked like the camp or sorry, it looked like the killer put on Nils' shoes as they committed the murder and left the murder scene because there were like tracks from his shoes, but he wasn't wearing his shoes. Right. Huh. But his shoes were later found about a half a mile from the tent with some of his other clothes. And then Shepo. The other boy, his leather jacket was missing, but never found. One it kind potential- of makes oh, me think that whoever did it, maybe they got a lot of blood on them and thought, okay, I need to get out of here, but not look like this. Yeah. So maybe he just stole what would fit him. Yeah, my thought was like it was like a theft, but like because the so here's what my thought is at this point, right? My okay. thought is the one couple was in the tent. Yeah. And the other couple were outside of the tent. Because remember, Myla was missing her pants. Right. So I was like, the other couple probably were outside doing things together. Mm-hmm. And then someone... In a vulnerable was, place. <laughs> yeah. And a person approached them, intended to like steal from them, mm-hmm. but was caught because the couple was outside. And so he killed them and then, like, had to get rid of everybody else. Hmm. But his intention was to steal their stuff. Possibly. That's what I'm thinking at this point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I lost my place. One sec. Okay. Were there any other campers nearby? Like, anybody around? Yeah. So, one potential witness... Olavi Kivalati? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was 14 years old and he was fishing on an outcrop west of the campsite 
in the early morning hours. He didn't hear anything, but he did see a blonde man who was around 20 to 30 years old, about five foot eight, uh, running south from the location of the tent around 6 a.m. Oh. Right. Okay. So police were torn apart by the papers. Like the newspapers and stuff saying their investigation was shitty. They failed to take official recordings of their findings. And they didn't freaking block off the crime scene. Oh, no. Yeah. So, obviously, it got contaminated by all kinds of things. Especially after the police left their crime scene. Curious onlookers and careless campers just trampled all over. Just looking for stuff. They thought that they were helping. Because they're like, oh, we'll help you find the murder weapon. We'll help you find the missing things. And they just destroyed the crime scene. Um, But this was in the 1960s, though. Like, I don't think they really were, like, new. Yeah. Like, there were strict protocols about that yet yeah i mean there wasn't even dna at the time was there no not not i wouldn't say like i think they could test blood type but i don't think they could see dna yeah let's see okay so the police tried to redeem themselves after this mistake so they enlisted the help of local soldiers uh to help them find the missing items and the murder weapon which just destroyed the crime scene even more and nothing came of that like why (laughs) i don't know they just wanted more help they're like hey do you got a couple extra hands you want to come look around and see if you can find some keys and stuff i mean okay yeah like if if that's where they thought they were lacking is the amount of people walking through (laughs) i guess right as like the entire town was in that crime scene right hold on i gotta plug my phone in real quick okay no worries to my power bank once so give me a second to process hey i like your hat by the way thank you what brand is it um ashley's what is it i don't know hold on oh ampersand i don't know it's really cute i got it off millie may's market Hmm. and i just they were having a sale because they were closing out some brands so they're mm-hmm. having a 75 cent off sale. Oh. And so it was like seven bucks. And I was like, oh, I love it. That's really cute. It looks like an Oakley brand. That's what I thought it was, but. And it matches my Yellowstone t-shirt. Yeah, it's cute. Thanks. I dig it. It's like my new, my new obsession color. I just. Gray? Those once a year, I change the color I obsess over. Is it gray? No, it's like a sage green. Oh, over here, it looks like it's gray. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's like a light sage green color. Okay, I can see a little tint to it, but yeah. still looks gray. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. Just it's kidding. cute. <laughs> okay, let's see. Da-da-da. Okay, so later in the investigation, a couple of young boys came forward and told authorities they were out bird watching, and around 6 a.m., and they saw the motorcycles like, leaned up against a tree, like, where the the couples had left them. They just leaned them up against a tree. Okay. And they saw the fallen tent, but didn't notice that there were, like, anybody. Like, they didn't see the bodies. They just saw that the tent was falling down. How observant of those bird watchers. I know. And, uh, but they did notice a blonde man walking away from the campsite as well. Oh. And now they have two witnesses saying there's a blonde person leaving the campsite it was unclear if they so sorry i was gonna say it was unclear if they saw the bodies of the teens but 
obviously they didn't because they didn't report it. I feel like <laughs> you would, but yeah, they would have. Maybe not. Maybe they're just. Then like, again, if they're like, bird watchers, don't bird watchers usually have like binoculars and stuff? But also, wouldn't they be looking up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good point, April. <laughs> Very good point. That's <laughs> like, why are you looking are. at the ground? The birds are up there. Yeah. <laughs> they're not watching where they're walking. They're like this, looking for the birds. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Okay. Um. Oh. Okay, so the autopsy of the three, um, I just had a brain fart, sorry. The okay. autopsy of the three teens came back to report that Mela had suffered the most stab wounds, even showing her attack continued even after she died. Oh my goodness. So overkill, right? Totally yeah. Perfectly. Um, the other two, Anja and Seppo, had significantly less wounds to their bodies, just enough to like that they died, but overkill on Mela. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. So police did consider um a possible suspect, but not an official suspect, to be the only surviving victim, Nils Gustafsson, right? He's the only one that survived. As a suspect? Yeah. Well, I mean, just looking into all their options, don't you think? Like, just covering their okay. bases since everything else they it. did was stupid. But think about it. His How? shoes were missing and walked all <laughs> over the place. I mean, that's not what my first thought was. I was just thinking, like, how could he injure himself so badly? Yeah. And put himself there at the crime scene. Hmm. Like, how could he be a suspect if he's one of the victims? But maybe that would be, like, a whole twisted thing of, like... But he didn't have stab wounds. Everyone else was, like, oh. severely stabbed a million times. And he just That's... had a gash to his face. Oh. That would be a twist. Right. 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 Maybe. I don't... But also, like, a broken jaw or a fractured jaw... Like yeah, what do you do? Just, like, run against a tree? And, <laughs> like, like, face first? <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine trying to, like, watch someone injure them? I mean, no, that's not funny. But, so, you well, imagine? like, just to cover up, like, or, like, not yeah. get in trouble, they're like, hey, I'm broken, too. Like, oh, my Right, God. like, to make it match the, the scene, you know? It's right. like... But it's but also I, possible I, it's that possible. the attacker thought that in the mess of things, because they were all tangled up in this tent... That they, like, if he was unconscious, they probably thought he was dead. So, like... Yeah, but why didn't he get stabbed? Well, remember, the attack came from outside the tent. Mm. But in the mess of things, things being torn up and crazy, the, um... Yeah. Nils and Mela ended up outside of the tent. Mm -hmm. But he was unconscious. But I don't know. Like... Yeah, knows. But also, how do you fake being unconscious? Maybe... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Okay. So, they did consider that, right? Um, but Nils couldn't remember a lot of what happened that night as he recalls, he did recall being attacked first, but wasn't stabbed. Yeah. Okay. So, it's attacked fishy. First. Something's off, I think. Uh -huh. um, so, Nils was put under hypnosis to try and help him remember and he told police that he became disoriented and he believed their attacker, whoever it was, thought Nils was dead 
when he continued to attack the others. He claimed the killer was dressed in all black and, sorry, he was dressed in black and bright red just before he attacked. A sketch of what Neil remembered was drawn up, and I'm going to send it to you real quick. Okay. Do you want me to send it to your phone? Uh, yeah, my phone. Okay. Well, either way. Either well, way. Doesn't matter to me. Okay. It's freaking creepy as fuck. And this is the sketch? Yeah. Let me know when you get it. Oh. You know, it looks familiar to me. Really? The bottom right sketch? Uh-huh. That looks like... You know what that looks like is a Space Jam monster. You know, one of the aliens, like, turned into, like, you know. (laughs) When they get all big. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so for the people on the video, that's the one. This is what April sent me. He does look like a Space Jam monster. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that is hilarious. Okay. Oh, and then this is a vid, or not a video, a picture of Nils being in the hospital, I think. He looks like just a little baby. Like, he looks so young for being 18. Oh, wow. Yeah, he does. And this, but, I mean, if your face is all swollen, I feel like that would kind of make you look like you're... Like a baby, baby face. Yeah. Yeah. I sent you a picture wow. of, of all of the kids, too, so you can kind of see, put faces okay. to the names. But... Yeah. I'm just going to show the viewers. Yeah, so he... Like, they all look so young. You really do. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Let's see. So that was a picture or the sketches, right? Um, Then as they're doing their investigating still and looking for suspects and whatnot, the funerals of the murdered teens took place in town. Um, There was an unknown man who looked eerily close to the sketch. Really? At at the funeral. Um, I will say send you a picture of that as well hold on oh where'd it go hold on a sec no ah it like won't let me copy and paste okay so it's far away but if you zoom in on it you can kind of see how much it resembles the sketch okay okay hold on it's loading i'm also sending you something so okay Ew! Oh my right? gosh, that is the same person. Yeah, but they don't like. He's a. He, they don't even know who he is. I'm just gonna do this for the watchers. It's uh. There you go. Yeah, it looks just like the sketch. Yeah, it does. You know, it also looks scary. like the sketch though. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> You're <Okay>. right. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's so funny. Okay. Anyway, so the teens were buried in white caskets covered in sweet pea blossoms. Seppo, Maylee, I keep calling her Mela. Hold on. It is Mela. I just typed it like a dumbass. Okay. <laughs> Mela, Anja, and Seppo were buried together in the town of Kikurla. Together? Well, their, their headstones are all next to each other. Hmm. Um... Let's see. Anja's mother actually passed away. Oh, what? I was just going to say, it usually seems like people are buried, like, with their family. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just, maybe it's a small village, and so it's not like they have a whole lot of 
burial options. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, um, but Anja's mother actually passed away at the age of 51, just six months after her daughter's death. And I no. can assume heartbreak has to deal with a lot of that. And I think that is completely possible. Yeah. I think, like, yeah. it's happened a lot of times where people just, like, die of heart attacks or whatever after someone they love dies. Mm-hmm. There's an absurd amount of bugs by me. Hold on. I've already sprayed myself, but Man, I got you two spray. huge bug bites on my ass and perfectly at the same spot on each cheek. So it <laughs> looks like I have eyes. <laughs> it's like you don't Winnie the Pooh when he gets stuck in the hole. Yes. <laughs> they try to dress it up. Yeah. Him like a- <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what my butt looked like. It was a little embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> I guess no one is seeing my butt but myself, but I was embarrassed still. (laughs) Right. Okay. So the other suspects considered for, like, being the murderer, right, Um, was a man, one of them was a man named Carl Valdemar Gilstrom. Um, (laughs) He was 50 years old, and he was known by the town as Kiosk Man. Um, but obviously okay. in Finnish language, but it, that's what it translates to is kiosk man. He okay. was a Swedish speaking Finn who ran a small wooden summer kiosk at the beach, just a quarter mile west of the teens camp. And that's the kiosk they went to for lemonade. But is that the only thing that ties him to be a suspect is that he worked nearby? Um... There's more. Okay, hold on. Okay. Okay, um, so Carl's kiosk was near the lake, right? Which was constantly full of campers. Yeah. It wasn't like a secret that <laughs> Carl hated the campers. Mm. Even though I'm like, didn't that bring him income? But like he hated yeah. customers. Yeah, I think he hated like, people like coming <laughs> from outside of where like like, they have locals, but then they don't like tourists, maybe. Um, there's a there's an army of gnats just chilling right there. That's the Lord of the Flies ready I, to s- swipe at you any second. I hate them. I hate them so much. Okay. Um, so, he hated. He hated all the campers. He hated them so much that he would cut down tents and throw rocks at hikers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just think That's awesome. Because he's just like an old man, like, get off my lawn, but he just goes and, like, makes their life hell. Like, yeah. let me just ruin your campsite and throw rocks at you as you pass. <laughs> um, right. This is for Yelp reviews. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, a 2016 article in the Le Svenska, which is a, fin- a Swedish language website in for the languages don't make sense it's like a mix between (laughs) finnish and swedish but i guess from like the tangent that my favorite murder went on i guess like finnish is really hard to understand oh and so it's a mixture of swedish and finnish and even like finnish people don't understand finnish (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, so it's like a very complicated thing i wonder if it's kind of like proper english versus regular english you know yeah, probably like, like if, if you were the to dialect read the bible is, uh, versus us talking 
Yeah, like Latin is not commonly used. Right. I guess. I don't know. Maybe it is. And well, I I've also heard that there's also like a proper Spanish too. You know, like I wonder oh. if it's just like a proper version of... Like, I wonder if Finnish like, yeah. is a proper version of Swedish or something like that. I don't know. I'd like to ask Nick because he went to Sweden for his LDS mission. So I should see if oh. he can give me information about Finland. Uh, Parker's older brother. Okay, yeah. yeah. I knew I recognized the name, but I'm like, I I couldn't remember what where he came from. Yeah. <laughs> he came from them. Um, Got it. So, in this local newspaper, um, they were asking kind of locals about the story back in 2016. And he said, quote, no local would have camped in that place. The locals knew that kioskimis, that, <laughs> I think that's like the kioskman, uh, yeah. that he cut the tent string so that the tent fell down, laughed out loud and left. This is what the kiosk man always did if someone dared to set up a tent on the site. He chased away everyone who came there to camp. Hmm. So. I mean, those locals went. Those was, kids. Yeah, he was just protecting the place, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it was also said by a local author and councilman, uh, Johansson. Um, he said he also claimed that Carl had mental illness issues so severe that he was admitted to a hospital during World War II and had a drinking problem. But one suspicious thing about Carl that I think kind of puts him on a suspect list is that he filled the well on his property right after the murders. Filled the well? With concrete. Like, he filled it. Oh. Why would he do that? I don't know, because... All the stories I've heard, and I've heard hundreds and hundreds, if you fill a well right after a murder, it means you're hiding something. Evidence. Murder weapons. That just seems pretty extreme. Like, if he knew the area, why didn't he just, like, bury evidence or, like... Well, because you're not going to find it in concrete. I mean, unless they were willing to dig it up, and I don't think they were willing to use the resources to dig it up. Dang. But that's something to think about. Okay. Yeah. Um, da da da. Let's see. Over the years, Carl had allegedly made several confessions, um, both sober and drunk, um, of the things that he knew about the crime scene, and even once said to a neighbor, saying, "Quote, you bloody idiot! <laughs> Don't you realize I'm the Boda murderer? What am I going to do?" But he was super drunk when he said that. So. The police seemed fine with that. They're like, he was super drunk. Can't take it. Not a real thing. Um, And they were like, okay with his alibi too, just because his wife said, oh, he was in bed with me. Like, that's that was his alibi, that he was home with his wife. Okay. Um, But. Very suspicious. Yes, but. A few, quite a few years later, his wife apparently told one of her friends on her deathbed that Carl made her lie for for him and threatened to kill her if she didn't give him an alibi. Okay, in my mind, he is guilty as guilty comes. Okay, all right, but he's not blonde. He's not blonde. He's not blonde. And there are multiple witnesses seeing a blonde person. Um, But I mean, is he like a dirty blonde? 
like sometimes people say blonde is so many different things you know i don't know they're all black and white pictures so I can't tell. <laughs> okay but then also the sketch though does he how does he look compared to the sketch not at all like it okay well then did he hire a hitman for teenage kids yeah i doubt it I don't know. He worked at a kiosk. He doesn't have the money for it, man. That's true. But maybe. I mean, who knows? Um, okay. So weird. So that's so that's so guilty sounding, but it's also like, but it just doesn't quite seem to fit. But also, if you think about it, the information was coming from secondhand people. The neighbor told him about the drunken confession. Then the friend told the police about her, like, the deathbed confession by the wife. So it was a second. Oh, so, like, on her deathbed, she was told that, and then she called the police? Though, yeah, so his wife, on her deathbed, said, hey, oh. like, to a friend. And oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, So I thought it was so, reverse. Like, the friend was on her deathbed, and the wife was like, hey, since you're dying, <laughs> here's oh, some Oh, no, you only confess if you're the one dying. Oh, Okay. You right? don't you don't confess to dying people? No. I guess I don't have any confessions that I'm hiding or Well, well why you know, would you do that? To, like but... let me in your last moments tell you like, my deepest darkest what? secret. <laughs> but like you cannot spill these beans. So you have to hold on to that as you're dying. The and shock. they reach for the phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey. That's what I thought you meant. <laughs> no okay okay i'm on the same page okay we're 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 clear now everything yes okay um yeah okay so carl ended up dying by suicide in 1969 Mm. which was nine years after the murders murders hold on let me check the date (laughs) it's too far up there i can't really remember and this was after his wife passed away too um, I can't remember in which sequence of events the dyings mm. happened in, in that family, but okay. I don't know. Got it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm really good at telling stories. <laughs> Very good. I just have questions. I'm just trying to, like, solve it, you know? Yeah, well, I'm, they- like, I'm going to be the one to crack this case. I yeah, know it. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you think. Okay. okay. Um, but he drowned in Lake Bodum, um, which oh. I was like, is that symbolic? He went on on a three day drinking binge and died by suicide in the lake. Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. Could be, but also could just be like maybe that's just where he felt like that was his secondary home in a way, and yeah, maybe that's yeah. why he was so like territorial over it. It's like he was uh, like, "This is my lake," you know. Well, and I wonder, like, I can't decide if he was, if like his motive. I'm trying to think of motive. Yeah. Were they being annoying and obnoxious and ruining the tranquility of the lake? You know, like, were they being party, like, having a party scene instead of, like... Like Being disrespectful. Yeah. And then he just couldn't handle it. Like, he was drunk or something and couldn't handle it. So he, like, went and said, enough is enough. Like, get out of here. But then why the overkill on Mila? Yeah. And it's also interesting that if Nils was attacked first, how is he the one that survived? I just, right. I just wonder because it seems like they usually, 
it just seems like, I don't know, but it seems like they usually get all their energy out on the first one, you know, then it kind of slowly gets not as gruesome, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's the other way around. Or you know? maybe the initial attack was like out of reflex and was like, like he, you know, and then they're like, oh shit, yeah. he died. So I have to kill the rest of them and just like lost his mind. Maybe, With like, maybe he, like, weapon. panicked and was like, crap, no witnesses. Yeah, and That's just all. overkilled on them, but then poor Mila had no pants. Yeah. Did she sleep that way? Like, because things had happened just before that? You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No one knows, actually. Okay, no. anyways. So another suspect listen up his name is hans ass man mm. okay are you yeah. ready for this yes. <laughs> this is freaking crazy okay okay hans. so another ass person man. of interest is a blonde german dude named hans ass man osman okay. ass ass man i don't know how to, i don't know how to pronounce it without being offensive so we're gonna call him ass man because of the information i'm about to talk to you about okay okay it was rumored that Assman was a former German Auschwitz guard. Ew. Yeah. Fuck that guy. And, and to top that off with the cherry, a KGB spy. You know, I don't know what KGB is other than Stranger Things, and I know they're Russian they or something. They do testing on gen- genetic testing, but they oh. tortured people doing that. Oh. Yeah. Like, they tried to make blonde white people those people i remember learning about them i just never connected that that was called there's more to it but they did torture and do genetic testing on people okay Okay. so this guy was an auschwitz guard and a kgb spy and a kgb spy but (laughs) but i have to put this in there that it was a rumor but we don't know where the rumor stemmed from, and we can't confirm or deny whether that's the truth. That he mm. was an Auschwitz guard, or that he was a KGB spy. Okay. But could have came from whispers in the in the village. Could have came from fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it could. No. I mean, it could have also been a smaller version of of those things. Hey, I told you I'm talking to Katie. Go away. What do you need? Yes, you should brush your teeth, but you can also talk to Dad about those things. <laughs> He's probably like, Mom, what's the KGB? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, just a torture group. Super yeah. great. Okay. <laughs> So he lived in kind of a, so, okay, so he was like a hermit guy living on Lake Bodum and like living by himself. He didn't talk to anybody. He was a quiet person, but like screamed Nazi. Um, He was like super like suspicious in like how he lived because he was so secretive. Then again, though, I feel like the quiet people, they're always kind of cast out, you know? This is if he wasn't or, a guard. I mean, yeah, I guess he was hiding that. from his past. 
Yeah, because it wasn't like. Yeah, because I'm sure around that time, because didn't they after World War Two, like there was a hunt for all the Nazis? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that would fit if that's true, that he would be trying to hide out, hiding, you know, trying to hide out somewhere. Right. So I can see how it fits. Right. Yeah. So it's possible, but it's also possible that it's all bullshit. <laughs> so we're just going to go with the fact that... And is that- Hans, Hans Assman that is his real name? Yes. Okay. People with internet skills, do your work, do your duty, find that man and where he came from. Or if you're just, if you're just like better at using the internet, maybe you can verify (laughs) for me (laughs) because I just like read it and ran with it. But I did put rumor in there so that I knew it wasn't like. You never know. Right. Um, Okay. Because also, I can't read Finnish. I can't read German. I can't know what things are saying to be legit. So, if anybody knows... (laughs) What? I said, that's your weakness. My weakness is I know nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, so Hans had gone... Okay. So, this is Hans's alibi. Okay, so he had gone into the... No, this is not an alibi. This is more information. I am having a hard time. (laughs) Okay. There's an aircraft of some kind right there, and I can't understand what it is. And also, I can't remember what part of my story I'm in, so I'm just going to read it the way that it's written. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so... Hans had gone to the Helsinki Surgical Hospital with dirty fingernails and bloody clothes. He was apparently very aggressive and sketchy, and when the nurses and staff tried to ask him why he was all bloody and dirty, he just would pretend to be unconscious. (laughs) Wow. Asking him questions, and he's like, (laughs) you know. I mean, they wouldn't know any different, right? Yeah, and they're just like, Where'd you go? And <laughs> he wakes up and they're like, why do you look disheveled? <laughs> like, what the heck? Okay, anyways. Okay. But then police came because the doctors were like, hey, police, he's covered in blood and he's being really weird. <laughs> like, And this um, is like right after this murder. This is, yes, this was two days after okay. the murder happened. Hmm. Okay. So, um, ba-ba-ba. so the police came and they questioned him and his alibi was for the night of the murders that he was with his girlfriend and two other friends in Helsinki overnight and the following morning. So the police were like, oh, we don't, we don't mind that you look suspicious and bloody. You're good to go and never followed up, never tested the blood on his clothes, nothing. <sighs> okay. Let me guess, he was wearing a leather jacket. Just kidding. I no, I don't know what, what he was wearing. Saying. But he was blonde and about the same height and followed de- or kind of looked like the description of what the witnesses said. Hmm. And. He kind of looks like the sketch. 
Really? Let me show you. Do you want me to text it to you or just show the screen? Uh, either way. Yeah. Right, right? Yeah. Okay. That does look quite similar. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So there's that guy. Um, hmm. But he was dismissed as a suspect. Uh, well, he was, okay, he was kind of still on the suspect list as the case went cold. Like, he just stayed as a suspect on the list, but they didn't look into him further, and I wonder if it was either because, like, if the rumors are true that he's KGB, Nazis, whatever, um, could it be that he has political connections, that he was in hiding, he was, like, a higher-ranked person, and that they made it go away? Huh. Maybe. Maybe. Or was he just, like circumstantial like he was a blonde guy who people were nervous about and just became a target of the community because he didn't he wasn't involved in the community right right right. so like there's no evidence linking him to the murders but it's all very suspicious and kind of like ah i don't know yeah yeah okay so so on top I just, here's my can I tell you my theory right now? Yes. I'm thinking I'm thinking Hans did it. I think okay. he did it. But what and was I, his motive then? I think he was just a blood hungry Nazi. Oh know. oh something I should add into this that I forgot what? to put in my notes. I read it right before <laughs> this happened. What? Hans they haven't proved this, but he is a suspect of multiple murders in the area. Mm. But it's possible that he is a serial killer. Yeah. But it's never been proven, but he's always been a suspect or has been a suspect in multiple other cases in the air in, you know, yeah uh, sweden and finland and like that area he there are a lot of cases of young women being murdered and Hmm. mila remember had her pants off so it's possible that that was the tart like she was the target you know right like i wonder here's what i think i wonder i think okay i think he did it okay and i'm thinking i'm thinking kiosk guy what's his name again Carl? Carl. Carl. Either saw it happen, saw him in his bloody clothes, something, was a witness of some kind, or maybe heard it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I think Hans threatened him, saying, like, I'll do this to you unless you help me escape this or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that would mean why he went to, you know, like he was being all weird and secretive about it. I don't know. That's my guess. That's my guess. That's I feel like that's how it ties in those two people where like it's not like they they both did it. I think the Hans did it and then Carl got kind of roped in and sworn to secrecy. Yeah. Yeah, I And maybe it that. drove him mad. Like maybe it like the guilt got to him, you know. And he end. says I killed them because I didn't like help them maybe yeah maybe hmm. 
That's my theory. Hmm. Okay, well, let's see what you think after yeah. this piece, okay? Well, wait, because also you said that Carl, he was okay with the usuals, right? But not yeah. okay with the out-of-towners. Out of yeah. So yeah. maybe Carl and Hans were buds in a way. Like, maybe not friends, but just, like, okay with each other. Yeah. And maybe Carl knew that he was ex-Nazi. You know, like maybe they, maybe Carl knew more than he should have. Oh, and, maybe. And was like helping Hans stay hidden in a way. Yeah. And then like, then this happened and he's like, okay, well you get out of here. And I don't know. I like that theory. That's, that's my theory so far. They should make that into a movie. That would be quite the tale. I'd say. But on top of these two, right, there were, were several other people that, like, confessed to the murders. That's so weird. Like, willingly. I think that's, like, psychotic. That's, the like, the weirdest thing to, like, be like, I did it. It's like, why would you just be like, <laughs> like, what's the point in that? Uh, yeah. Probably because it was such a high-profile like, case. High-profile thing that they were like, I want the attention. I want the whatever. I want to be. I want to be talked things. about for decades. Yeah, um, but they were all looked into and all had alibis that they could confirm by other people that they weren't involved. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Until, until forty-four years later, oh, in shit. March two thousand four, Nils Gustafsson was arrested. Why? Why for the April? murders what? of his friends. What? <laughs> yeah. You're like, why? And I was like, isn't that obvious? <laughs> I mean, I know we discussed it, but I didn't think that you were serious. Yeah, he was arrested. I mean, I know you said that he was a suspect, but I thought that was just kind of like, well, there's nobody else here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, crossing their t's and dotting yeah. their eyes but like i didn't think that that was like a real real thing well let's just hear about it and see what's going on okay now nils had been living a quiet life up until this point he was 62 years old at uh, now like when mm -hmm. he was arrested he was mm -hmm. married and raised a family. He retired from being a long time having a long time career as a school bus driver Big hmm. dreams this man had. Um, yeah. In early 2005, the Finnish National Bureau of Investigation declared the case solved based on new forensic evidence. Okay. The trial began for Nils on August 4th, 2005. Um, Nils' defense lawyer argued that Nils would have, oh, sorry, would not have been able to kill three people considering his own injuries right same thing yeah. he said yeah um that an unknown person cut the tent ropes causing it to collapse and then stabbed and bludgeoned the four campers through the fabric as they panicked under the tent um the shoes the killer was wearing was nils right right and it, nils was found barefoot um on top of the tent but modern DNA analysis was significant for the prosecution at this point because it showed that the three murdered teens' blood was found on the shoes, but not Nils' blood. Hmm. But they, think about it. They were mm -hmm. stabbed a 
billion times. He was yeah. slashed on the face. Right. So he wouldn't have much blood to have on the shoes. Right. He never got stabbed anyway. Right. So, so um, right. so just think about all these factors and then tell me what you think at the end. Yeah. Um, but Nils's blood was found inside the tent. Um, obviously he had a this gash on his face, the broken yeah. jaw, concussion, and all of it was too severe to be self-conflicted. Right. Self-inflicted. I get those words mixed up and they don't mean the same. Um, <laughs> so self-inflicted. It it was just he couldn't have possibly done that to himself. No. I mean, like I was saying before, like, unless he ran full speed at a tree. Or unless you know? he gashed his face while stabbing somebody. Because they were going all crazy. Mm, yeah. So maybe. And then. And maybe, maybe the broken jaw is a defense wound. Yeah. Like from one of them, like, flailing around and hit, hit his jaw. And they could have. They could have hit him in the head and concussed him and had it like he could have passed out. Definitely. Okay. 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 Are you Are you with me? I'm with okay. you. So the process. I feel like my brain is in like so many different directions <laughs> right now, and I don't know which which one to hold on to. I know <laughs> it's because like there there are pieces from one, like like Carl had the confessions, right? Uh, Hans had the physical features and the weird no background yeah but then freaking what's his freaking face nils. nils has like like suspicious injury evidence like weird evidence against him right yeah okay was there something moving next to you don't tell me that don't freaking say that what what, what? is that thing next to you which side of me? <laughs> <laughs> On that side. You're freaking me out. Oh, is it my straw? Oh, yeah, probably. It bounced. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. that's that. My heart sank. It truly <laughs> did. Because that orb thing happened right here. It did. And, like, I think it was because it wasn't a bug. No, it wasn't a bug. It moved too slowly for a bug. It was on the inside of my window. You should put it on the haunted Utah haunted history or whatever. Good. And see I what should. they think. Like we need yeah. the help from professionals. Right. <laughs> so. And it really might be like some kind of weird light glare. It might be Maybe. I don't know. But when you said that, my heart sank. I'm like, That's oh my sorry. god. Like she sees something that I don't. So I was looking at my like image up here and i'm like i i don't see anything so if you see something <laughs> sorry, i'm gonna sorry. lose my mind <laughs> oopsies okay anyway. Um, okay anyway so it's all super weird and i don't understand okay let's see um so the prosecution said not only did the blood on the shoes exclude th that excluded nils's blood that's a piece of evidence that they're using in the prosecution right but also, okay. the injuries sustained on his face occurred at a different time than the attack on his friends. <gasps> How do they know that? How do they know that? Probably they can test, like, the blood, like, blood clotting, maybe. Like, when it happened. Okay. Scabbing, maybe. Yeah. Do you think there's some kind of way to tell that? I mean, I guess. But back then, though, 
Could they? I don't know. 60s? I have no idea. I don't know either. Okay. Okay. But we're going with it. (laughs) How much much time difference do you know? I don't know. It didn't say. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, The prosecution argued that the only explanation was that Nils had flown into a jealous rage over Myla. Um, His broken jaw was the result of Nils fighting with Seppo over the girls. Okay. Um, Nils committed the murders, faked the theft. um, Sorry, faked the theft of the things that were stolen and then hid them. Injured himself and went back to the tent. Well, kind of injured himself. Like, like the fight with Seppo could have been where the injuries came from. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so he went and then he went back to the tent barefoot because he hid his shoes somewhere else. Went back to the tent barefoot and just laid there and pretended to be unconscious. So that's what the prosecution is arguing. Okay. Okay. Um, on October 7th, 2005, um, Nils was acquitted of all charges. Okay. So he was found not guilty by the court. Yeah, right. The court explained the verdict was because the prosecution's evidence um, was inconclusive. They It was a failure to show Nils had a motive appropriate for the severity um, of the crime. Yeah. Let's see. And certainty about the facts now being impossible given the amount of time that had passed. Right. I mean, like, how can you prove any right. of that? Um, because he was arrested in 2004 and acquitted in 2005, he spent about a year in, in jail, right? Um, yeah. So the state of Finland paid him for almost 4,500 pounds. For the mental suffering caused by the long time he was in jail. And he was refused. Okay, sorry. So they gave him money for the mental whatever that he was put through. And yeah. then he, but he was per- refused permission to sue the Finnish newspapers for defamation because obviously they like tore him apart, right? Yeah. Right. Um, because the the FBI um, in Finland basically told them, hey, we solved it, <laughs> you know? And so the papers were like, oh, my gosh, this guy is guilty. But the right. courts found him not guilty. Yeah. So it's like, that's not really how that works. <laughs> like, you can't say it's solved before there's even a trial. Right. So. Um, so I'm curious... Who you think did it? Was it Carl, the rock-throwing grumpy drunk with mm. a suspicious well that was filled in and random drunken confessions? Was right. it Hans Assman, blonde, isolated former Nazi and KGB spy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or was it Niels, 18-year-old boy with a new 15-year-old girlfriend murdered? Or uh, that murdered his friends in a jealous rage. What do you think? I think that Nils 
I think that he isn't telling the whole story. Hmm. Whether that be because he just doesn't remember, like maybe he really was knocked unconscious or whatever. Um, or maybe he, cause he went under hypnosis, right? Yeah. And that's how he got the sketch for who he thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Like what if, what, I don't know. I, I think that realistically, I think it was Hans. Really? And I think, and I think that Carl was sworn to secrecy. And I think that Nils, I don't know. Cause if he was attacked first, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. How so he like, was not stabbed. But if Hans was, was a serial killer, what if it was like a mixture of all of it? You know, like what if there really was a fight? And what if Nils and what was the other kid's name? The, the boy? Seppo. So what if they got into a fight? Okay. And let's say, let's say Nils like beat Seppo to like an inch of his life, if not killed him. Maybe the girls freaked out. And what if Hans heard and saw what happened and was like, oh, I can help you. And was like, what a perfect opportunity to do what I like to do <laughs> in these situations and yeah. then finish the job. And then hmm. Carl was a witness to the end of what kind of happened and then was sworn to secrecy. That's, that's a, my that's guess. A, that's a really good guess. I Thank like you. that. But I personally think it was Niels. Really? Yeah. I think that because of... So, okay, regarding Carl's confessions, Yeah, I think that he was blamed so much for the murders that he started to believe that he did it because mm -hmm. he wasn't right in the head. Mm -hmm. I think that he, it could have been one of those things where you hear it so much that like, that's a new reality, right? You like start gaslighting. Like you feel like you're being gaslit. So you're like, am I like, did I, I do did that? I did I kill that? Maybe I did. And then he was drunk so much that like, maybe he thought he did. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. think he did it. Okay. I think he was just a grumpy old drunk man and he needed some yoga. Um, Hans, I mm -hmm. don't think did it. The reason is he's just as ugly as the pictures, <laughs> <laughs> as the sketches. But yeah. what I think is, is that it's circumstantial that he looked yeah. the way that because I think the brain can put faces to something. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the maybe there were rumors already about a guy that lived at the lake who happened like, you know, like what if that was already right. kind of in the rumors and like, you know, teens, they yeah. like to spread those rumors, mm -hmm. amplify the rumors, whatever. So maybe, maybe you're onto something. Maybe Nils was just like, what a perfect person to, you know, exactly. paint into the picture. Yes. But I think he's, knows, knows Hans's face. Yeah. And I think that he's the only one that put a sketch together of a face. Yeah. And he knew who this, what this man looked like. Okay. Is is uh, Nils blonde? Um, no, he has brown hair. Hmm. But the blonde thing, this is gonna sound stupid, 
Okay. I think that the blonde is because that, that was seen at 6 a.m., right? I think yeah. the blonde was someone who came upon the scene, freaked out, and left and just didn't report it because they were like, I'm in the nope, wrong nope, place. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't want to be a part of this. And I think that's because. They just saw him leaving. They didn't see him do anything else. I could, it could have been anybody that was blonde and just like, I mean, people do that where they came, come upon crimes and they don't say anything. So Mm -hmm. that's my suspicion. I think there's Hmm. too much pointing to Niels that it's not Niels. Cause what I think happened with him is I mm-hmm. think that he was being a little too aggressive with his new girlfriend and she was not mm-hmm. into it because she was 15 and she was like, but this do not. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so like because, rejected him in a way. Yeah. So Niels was all beat, beat up by Seppo because Seppo was standing up for the girl. Okay. That's what I think where his stuff came from. But then he freaked out because he's has, you know, little penis syndrome and is like, you can't tell me what to do right and this is my woman and i'm the man so i get to decide what happens when and where and so he was like nope and then his pride took over and his rage took over and he killed his friends Mm -hmm. but overkilled mila mila whatever her name is Mm -hmm. killed her overkilled her because he wanted something and he didn't get it from her Mm-hmm. That would the unconscious part is that I think that he was in a rage and that he literally like passed out because he was like in shock that he did that. Could be. Yeah. That's what I think. We will never know though, because we'll as never time know. goes, as time goes, it was in the sixties. As time goes, obviously, like sixty years ago. Yeah. Sixty two years ago. Yeah. So it's not probably never going to be solved Hmm. but it's fun to think about (laughs) i guess so (laughs) (laughs) if that's your thing um (laughs) but the legend of the boda murderer still is out there um and has haunted three generations of teens in finland really Um, yeah they're like the (laughs) they um have like this like legend that you know they used to scare everybody to not be out past dark oh and all this stuff so they're because they're I like see. the boda murder is gonna get you okay because it was never solved yes yeah. um there's wow. actually a movie that was made in 2016 based off of the lake boda murders uh uh-huh. it's called bodum it's a dramatized horror film and you can buy it for eight dollars on amazon it's all in Finnish. So huh. if you do not speak Finnish, so uh, I hope you like to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to read a movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think foreign movies, for me, like, I struggle with them because I have to be distracted mm-hmm. when I'm watching a movie. I'm almost never fully watching the movie. So if I have to read, mm-hmm. put my phone down or, like, not be doing anything else... It's too much that I have to focus on one thing. Yeah. So I makes sense. I'm not. The you lose interest. Movie. Yeah, I'm not the. I'm not great at watching subtitles. 
Yeah. So if you're into that, this looked like, like I watched the trailer and it looks good. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's very dramatized. So it kind of is loosely, I would say loosely based off of this. Right. But what do you think? That was a really good story and I've never heard of it before. And it makes you think, huh? It just makes me feel like it makes me feel like (laughs) (laughs) the people involved were very lazily looked into. Yes. The police were very quick to dismiss people. Yeah. Like, I feel like they like they didn't like besides the crime scene. Just like the people that they could have looked into more, they didn't. And it's yeah. like, why though? Right. Like, like the whole Nazi guy, like what if, what if they, what if they were threatened by the KGB not to look into him? You know, right. like what if there's like a bigger story? Cause why wouldn't you look into him more when you know that he's potentially involved in so many other crimes, you know? Right. Like, that's the person you should be looking into. And, like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of, like, stuff they had for, like, investigating back then. Like, I don't know if they had uh, the polygraph tests at the time. But it's, like, you would think that they would try harder, you know? I think from the start, they effed up. Yeah. They should have blocked off the crime scene. They should have mm-hmm. kept onlookers away yeah. from the crime scene, made them go away. Mm-hmm. And they should, like, I think a lot was, a lot of evidence that could have solved the murder murders was destroyed in the fact that people were in the crime scene. Yeah. So. That's upsetting. Yeah. And also, too, okay, so that well that got filled in with concrete... Yeah, they never dug it up. It's still filled in with concrete. Uh, I assume so. I feel like it is 2022. (laughs) We have dynamite, right? We can just blow it up. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like there are there. I feel like there can still be answers. I I do. I think well, but there's a possibility. But that one piece, the well. That could be dug up and looked through, but the amount of effort that would take and money is probably not worth the investment. Because it's possible mm-hmm. that if Carl didn't do it, then that just gives them more yeah. evidence that he didn't, you know? Yeah, I know. Leave it in the comments. I want to know what you, who <laughs> yeah. you think did it. I want to know if you think yeah. it was Carl, Hans, or Niels. Or somebody else. Yeah. Like if you think- like the guy that attended the funeral that looks a lot like that sketch, you know? Yeah. It could just be some rando. It could be a passerby. Yeah. Who wanted to steal from them and went to their funeral for fun because right. they're psychotic and then right. went away. Or, you know, sometimes when you, like, take a picture and, like, you move during the picture and it makes your face look all effed up, that's probably just yeah. a normal person. He just looks super ugly because <laughs> yeah. he moved during the picture. So Could be. Could be. There's all kinds of possibilities. 
Well, that's going to make me think for a while. And I really don't like that we don't have closure. I know. That's why I hate cold cases sometimes. But I kind of feel like it just makes me very grateful for the technology we have now. That yeah. DNA we can test. Like, we mm -hmm. have all kinds of forensic tools that are... Okay, but you know what, though? Even with those tools, I'm sorry, but the people doing these investigations sometimes still are not doing enough. Did you hear about the girl who went missing uh, in California from, like, a, a graduation party who was just found in oh, a lake? Oh, yeah, yeah, Did you hear about what happened and how she got found? No. It's upsetting. I almost shared it, but I was like, just leave it alone. So... She went missing because she went to like this graduation camp out thing up in Northern California. Went missing. Everybody's looking. There's a lake nearby. And I guess like they gave a map to all the people that were looking and stuff saying, yeah, that lake has been searched. She's not in there. Like, stop, like, stop trying to get us to go back in there. She's not in there. We've already looked. And there's this uh, YouTube channel called adventure adventures with the purpose i think that's what it's called hmm. and that's what they do is they go out with all their equipment and they try to do search and rescue efforts and they like document it in their youtube channel yeah i guess they went and met up with police and stuff said hey like we have this equipment we have sonar radar things like do you mind if we just use it in the lake because i think it'd been like taped off like nobody's allowed in there or whatever uh, i don't know but they had to get permission and the police were insistent. They're like, no, we've already checked. She's not in there. Like, don't. Well, somehow they got permission to do it anyway. Guess how fast they found her. Guess how fast. How fast? 30 minutes. No. 30 minutes. And guess how far in she was. How far? 55 feet from the shore. And 14 feet down. So they would have found her. They would have found her if they checked. Doesn't that just really, like, get you? Like, it makes me sweaty just thinking about it. Because I'm like, they didn't look. They didn't look. The only thing I could think of is that, like, even in lakes, there are currents. She was in an SUV. Oh, in a like car? Her car. I, sorry, I didn't tell that. Yeah, she was in her car. Like, she drove into the lake, I guess, or something. Yeah. A Honda CRV or something like then that. Then they would have found her. They would have found her if they I was looked. thinking just if her body was in there, then like it could have been like yeah. carried away or whatever. Sorry, I didn't give all the info, but yeah, she's in her car. Isn't that nuts? That poor family. Right. It That's... just angers me because it's like, come on, you know? But, you know, they could have said like, we, like, okay, um, Axel, go inside. Go talk to dad for whatever you need. Um, but, like, for an example, Dylan Brown's, his disappearance, yeah. the family is asking for volunteers who have equipment, like, mm -hmm. like, Heavy D went and helped with helicopters and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. A lot of the time, it's not the police asking for help. It's the family asking for search parties and stuff. And I mm -hmm. think that's, like, the saddest thing, that the family has to go and and ask for mm -hmm. help. When the police, if they don't have the funding 
Like, if that's the case, if they don't have the funding, then why wouldn't they say, does anyone have equipment that they're willing to volunteer? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, outsource what you can't do, you know? Say, hey, we don't have the funds for this. We don't have the time. We don't have whatever. We need this. Like, have, like, a a needs list, you know? Yeah. But then again, maybe that kind of falls into people tampering with evidence, you know, like going in a crime scene that they shouldn't be in and messing things up. (coughs) Or don't don't you think they'd say, like, we're still looking or we're... You know, like, don't you think yeah. they'd lie a little bit if they didn't yeah. look? Yeah. That's or true. maybe their equipment's outdated and they don't have what they need. Yeah. And they did but, look. Do you think, it's just not Don't you great. think, though, that it would see a car if it was outdated? And I only feel like it depends on, like, how murky the water is, don't you think? Yeah. I guess it's true. I just wonder if they don't have the right tools and that they need, because that could be a thing also where they don't have, like, like, like the they did tech. look with the tools that they had, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as good as that group that went and saw it. Yeah, I guess that's possible. That's true. That's possible. But I, I just got really like mad. To, <laughs> I would like to know what they have to say about that though like what yeah. their statement is like why they didn't find her mm-hmm. i'd be curious to see what they come up with for that right like oh we just minutes. didn't look there <laughs> we looked in the lake but just not right not right there <laughs> yeah interesting crazy good, good job on your story that was a wild one you're right twists and turns yeah it's like you don't know what to believe you don't know what right. to think Right, and, and like, like you hold on to like your theory, but then it's like that theory then falls apart with other information. I know. You know? But then you go back to the first theory and you're like, it's still possible. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's crazy. But well, everybody, anyway. thanks for listening to our second On Deck at Desk kind of third. international story, third. Yeah. yeah. Um, so next episode will come out in october that'll be a haunted episode for for halloween exactly so stay tuned for that Uh, if you're hearing this in february you should definitely sign up for our patreon because by now we have like six or seven on deck of dusk episodes just waiting for you yeah um on top of getting these awesome stories right away is that you would also get merch and behind the scenes stuff and things so sign up for our Patreon. Yeah. Those who are in Patreon and are hearing this when you're supposed to, thank you. And we appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much. And we hope that you stick around for the next one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we stick around for October for spooky season, right? Right. right. And then after that, at least stick around for November. <laughs> and then at Christmas. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Nice. (laughs) Good job. Okay, that's it. Mm, Okay, bye. Okay, bye.